too. <laughs> My God. Sorry, I just received a Facebook message. Alright, it begins in three, two, one. to Today in Musical Theatre, a podcast that highlights the events that have happened in the musical theatre industry, with your host, Dale Campbell. I remember you, you're the one who made my dream come true. This is Today in Musical Theatre, um, episode 17. Uh, it's your look into the events happening in the musical theatre industry, episode 17. Do I say it's recorded Wednesday the 29th of May? I may have. I'm your host, Dale Campbell. Thank you for joining me. And let's jump in. For the record, Facebook is the devil when you are about to press the record button. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Alright, let's get started with numbers, because numbers are fun. Hmm. Uh, the 2012-2013 season um, box office numbers are out. They were released today, today, yesterday rather. I keep thinking it's early tomorrow, I don't know. I don't know how time zone works. Uh, it began on May 28th, 2012 and ended on May 26th, 2013 for the season just ended, Broadway shows yield uh, 1.14 billion in gross, and total audience attended reached 11.6 million. The season concluded with virtually flat grosses, down 0.1% from last year, and down in attendance from 6.2%, on par with decrease in playing weeks, down 6%. The league defines playing weeks as the sum of total number of weeks each show was played in the season. Quote, each season has unique factors that contribute to, to the overall story. In the fall, our grosses and attendant numbers are above last fall's numbers until Hurricane Sandy devastated our region. The lost performances and understandable sh- slower return to Broadway by our tri-state area theatre-goers contributed to the decline in both grosses and attendance, said Charlotte St. Martin. We'll get to that in a statement. Plus, with early closings of some of our open-ended runs, we'll get to that in a minute, creating a loss in playing weeks comparable to the decrease in attendance, there just wasn't time to recover. While this is the first year in many that we have seen such a decline, debatable, we are pleased to report that new season is filled with many exciting new shows and we anticipate the numbers will return to previous season heights. During the 2012-2013 season, there were 46 new shows, two returning engagements, opened on the Great White Way, including 15 musicals, nine, nine new four revivals, two returns, 26 plays, 14 new 12 revivals, and five special productions. The 26 plays produced this season is a record number. The previous plays produced in a season was 25 in 2010-2011. Uh, 
the season statistics as uh, follows. 1.387343331 billion was gross gross and 11.57 million total attendance and in 2011 it was 1.391311457 billion and 13.33 million total attendance for more information, visit broadwayleague.com. All right. So, a decline. Not a, it, it is a decline, but not so much a decline, more as a a flat year for Broadway. And yes, we had natural disasters, but my biggest concerns, and I have some notes here, my biggest concern is, I actually did notes. Ha-ha. <laughs> Amazing. One of the things that concerns me is that the audience rate can drop off as a f at a faster rate than the grossing rate can. So this means that the that this means that ticket prices are higher than what they were last year because if they stayed the same, we would have the same all relative amount of decrease. So we've gone from point 0.1 on the on the ticket sales to 6.5 I think it was 6.2 on the the actual price themselves. So we've we've got a decrease we haven't got a relative decrease. We've got a uh, not so much decrease or it's gone flat and then audience has just gone uh, and it's kind of just kind of like, alright, why? Alright, yes. Hurricane Sandy would have put a down on this, and I think Broadway would have grown if it wasn't for the natural disaster that did occur in New York. Well, passed through New York. But, if that's the case, then would the amount of money decrease with it? I think one and one aren't adding up here. What I okay, what I call relative. <laughs> I have a statistics. <laughs> I have a statistics <laughs> subject coming up n next semester at university. Who's gonna do well? I know I'm trying going to try. But relative droppage is the audience by play. And the total audience, now that's relative, because they're both 6%. One might be, it's it's decimals, but one's 6%, one's 6.2%. That's relative. What's not relative is the amount of money made. So there more people are either A, going to plays and musicals cheaper, or B, that we have higher, higher ticket prices for, for shows these days, which is probably in stories that we've mentioned on this show. It's probably more the la 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 later than the form former yeah later than the former. I think that's how that saying works. I'm not really sure. 
Okay, yeah, in the fall our grosses and attendance numbers were above last fall's numbers. Yeah. Are you going to hint at the increase or not? And finally, the last thing that I wanted to rant on, <laughs> ranting platforms, ladies and gentlemen, today in musical theatre, stay a while. But one thing that I wanted to mention is the, um, the open-ended runs. Open-ended runs do not work. Yes, they may include, may get you more profit if it's a good show. If it's a good show, you're going to get the attraction that you need, realistically. But it's going to be a good show for it to work as an open-ended run, and that's kind of the risk that, pardon the pun, that the the risk that you kind of run with an open-ended production is you kind of don't know when your stopping point is and you have to make that executive decision because real realistically if you're only selling one ticket at night it's not worth the loss that you'll be running at <laughs> welcome to today in edu educational statistics um no i think looking at the numbers we're at record number shows right now but it's the open net open endedness of it oh and the disaster in 2007 oh don't want to talk about that that's something that theater goers do not talk about and um but yeah it's the open endingness and not knowing when your stopping point is because you probably it could be just a slow week and if you cut it off and then a whole bunch of people want to buy tickets, you kind of miss out on that window. But with a close-ended one, you're going, okay, say for example if... Oh, Jesus, I'm going to come up with a bad example. But say that... Say that... I don't know, Dale Campbell the musical. <laughs> That's a bad example. But if that wanted to run, it from, I don't know, June 5th to June 10th. That's weird dates, but anyway. Say it wanted to run for that block of the time, people only have that amount of time to buy tickets in. If I say Dale the Musical, <laughs> who wants to go to that? I want a raise of hands. Who wants to go to Dale the Musical? Um, if they wanted to go to Dale the Musical for an open-ended run, I might have a slow start, a slow slump, or whatever. And of course, these people announce when they're closing... But, yeah, you kind of get the influx at the beginning, and not many people actually go to the closing. So, yeah. All in all, I think the Broadway, the Broadway scene is alive. I think they've just had a flat run of late, because it's it's kind of... Yeah, it's it's a flat run. Plus, that major disaster that happened in New York. Of course, you'd run you'd get, you'd run it downtime, and that's a week or two weeks or however long it was of audience traction that you couldn't get. So, all in all, I think it'd be interesting to see what this next year brings. I mean, it 
hopefully no natural disasters. You wouldn't want that. But I think that if we continue to grow on the shows that we already have on Broadway, on Broadway, and the off-Broadway stuff too, that can that can continue to grow. I have, I have no problem with that. I mean, sure, if I'd rather actual Dale the Musical go on uh, go on to off-Broadway rather than on-Broadway because on-Broadway you have this pressure to perform well. So, I think... And sorry guys, this is going to be kind of a longer longer show tonight than what I originally intended. I was actually going to bring someone on tonight that knows a lot about statistics, but unfortunately they weren't available. But, needless to say, I think the opening endingness needs to die down a little. And the focus is, realistically, these days, is on off-Broadway. That's where all the good stuff goes to develop, because I'm on Broadway, so I have to perform well today. And you don't know with Broadway when... If people are not going to turn up, they're just going to can you because about broad, uh, the thing about Broadway is that you can get canned at a drop in an eye. It's like it's like Fox, I suppose. Fox or CNN or one of those cable companies can get dropped at a blink of an eye because it's not making any money. And that's where off-off Broadway comes in. Anyway, I'm rambling, <laughs> so I need to stop doing that. Um, but, yeah, 20, 26 shows, two engagements, open on the Great White Way. So, I think, looking at the numbers, that's $1 billion. $1.138 billion. Granted, there's only half half the population of Australia is going to see... <laughs> these C broad Broadway shows. Are we talking about off Broadway? No, Broadway. So we're just talking about Broadway. So and there's no uh, probably too early to tell, but I think it's there's no there's no where I was going with that. There's no indication on what's to come for this coming up season. Even though they say, we're really looking forward to this next season, but there's no next season. Well, there is a next season, but there's no preview on what's to come in the next season. So... Anyway, check that out. That will be a link in the show notes. And, um, yeah, statistics, ladies and gentlemen. I get all warmed up with statistics. And that's not probably a good thing to admit on internet, an internet broadcast. So we'll move on to other news. Um, understudies get their time to shine in the sun. Uh, the understudies of Bear... Newsies, The Lion King, and Pippin, set for half hour three 
New York City concert. Understudies from 2013, Tony nomination, nominated rather revival of Pippin, the off-Broadway, uh, the off-Broadway musical Bear, Newsies, and The Lion King will stand in the spotlight for half an hour three on June 2nd at the Laurie Beachman Theatre. Performances at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Concert will include uh, a whole bunch of understudies. Uh, that we don't have time to say. According to press notes, BroadwayUnderstudies.com has once again invited some of Broadway's most talented understudies. <laughs> wow. Now there's a contradictory phrase, if I ever saw one, to the stage of Laurie Beachman Theatre to share their rare talent and the ability to perform at a second's notice. They'll be thrown into the fire in half an hour three, a last-minute concert, a show where they, they don't, what? They don't know they'll be singing before they step up to the microphone. That is a horrible sentence, and that person is obviously not a talented understudy. Uh, the audience will get a vote on which song each performer will sing. Let's see... The Laurie Beachman Theatre is located at 107 West 42nd Street. Tickets are $12 advance and a $15 food slash drink minimum. For tickets, click on that link, wherever that goes. That goes to web. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Or go to broadwayunderstudies.com. But I just want to highlight the, the phrase... Broadway's most talented understudies. That's like saying fantastic intern or fantastic toilet cleaner. Sorry, sorry, classy toilet cleaner. That's like saying that. Um, but we know people who aren't fantastic toilet cleaners. They're just fantastic. Full stop. Squarespace. Squarespace is the ultimate web design and hosting platform. You can use their web interface to drag and drop things to your website, make it look all what you want. Don't If you're scared about websiting code, don't worry. They've got you covered. They've got website templates all set up to get you started. For more information and to find out more, go to geek-io.com slash Squarespace. And we thank them for their support of the program. Moving on, because that's what I do. Uh, King Kong. Oh, Jesus, I just closed that link. <laughs> Yay. Gonna say? King Kong the Musical. I'm getting shiny things. World premiere musical King Kong, which brings to life the epic spin on the Beauty and the Beast. Really? Really? Is King Kong really a spin from Beauty and the Beast? No. No, article, it's not. Thank you for noticing, though. 
Debuts in Australia May 28th at the Regit Theatre in Melbourne. Australian Connection. <laughs> Global creators designed the musical's massive silverback star, the largest puppet ever created. Daniel Kramer directs a cast led by Australian actors. Uh, Esther Hannafield and Doro and Nuke Hammer Android uh, Adam Loin. Jeez. Holy crap. Carl Denham, Chris Ryan as oh jeez. And veteran stage actor Richard, P Richard Pier. And cabaret star Queenie Von Desant. Jesus. King Kong officially opens on June 15th. The production is aiming for a future New York bow. However, no official announcement has been made. Tickets are currently on sale and it's on a close-ended run through July 28th. group of some 35 onstage and offstage puppeteers to work <laughs> multiple... What? To manipulate, jeez, holy crap, the large-scale puppet. Several puppeteers are positioned on swinging trapezes and others launch themselves as counterweights off the puppet's shoulders to raise King Kong's massive arms as he runs and swipes at planes during the performance. I want to see this! If anyone's in Australia and can afford flights to Melbourne and wants to come with me to watch this between June 15th and July uh, what's it on? July 28th? Be my guest. Wow. And you all know what um, King Kong the musical is. I just, I just want to see King Kong just I, I just want to see that. That, sound, that seems... So, so awesome is King Kong just swinging his arms on stage. Like, this isn't even filmed, you guys. This is on stage live. I suppose that's a whole other issue, I suppose, if something breaks. God forbid if something breaks <laughs> on stage. Could you imagine that, though? That would be so, so bad. But this is, this is on stage. This is no CGI. This is a massive costume. And um, that's that's absolutely amazing. Go Australia! I knew you could do it. We got something before America did. We should be proud of ourselves. Uh, moving on. Holy crap! We're we're almost there, guys. St just stay with me. Broadway. I told I told you yesterday. There might not be a show because of no news. Uh -huh. Yeah. Really. Um, what was I going to say? Broadway sessions will feature Shrek reunion. Broadway sessions, which is described as an evening, evening, an evening, of musical performances, games, and open mic, featuring new Broadway guests every week, will continue May 30th at the Laurie Beachman Theatre, with a reunion, reunion, or as I like to call it, reunion, of actors who appeared in the Broadway Shrek the Musical. And then there's a whole bunch of names. Attendees could also expect performances by Rod Lawrence and Amir Dusik. Doors opened at 10.30 with showtime at 11. 
The musical theatre open mic party continues until 2am. And uh, does it say there is a $5 cover, which includes a donation to Broadway Cares and Equality Fights Age. AIDS. AIDS. Holy crap. For more information, visit broadwaysessions.net. For $5, you can go meet the big green ogre himself. Wow, we go from King Kong to um, Shrek. That's not, that's not irony right there. And finally, we're almost there. I just want to mention this because I really, really hated this series that was on NBC. And I just wanted to see the final nail in the coffin. The ratings for the season finale, or season finales, as it turns out, of Smash... Yeah, they really wanted to get both of the part one and part two over on the same night. <laughs> the ratings did so, so bad that they had to do it on the same night. Our Smash ratings remained low for the May 26th season finale. There you go, Smash. You didn't get the numbers that you really, really wanted. Let's see. It scored with... Uh, it's got a point five rating. Jeez. Compared to a point four rating on the May 11th, which a, but a point five rating was given on May 4th. Ugh. Two hour season premiere or revival or, uh, on February 5th, 2013, brought a rating of 1.1. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, the second season premiere was down 71% from the season premiere on Feb 6, 2012. Uh, what? That would have been 1.3? And the down 39% from the 1.8 on May 14, 2012. So bad scores, but when you're going from 1.8 to 0.4 rating in a few episodes, you know your show's not that good. <laughs> just just putting that out there. And um, this week's Smash brought 2.43 million viewers during the 9 to 10 slot and 2.36 million viewers from the 10 to 11. Because they, they aired the season finale on the same night. The largest amount of viewers since the April 2nd broadcast, which was 3.07 million. Uh, beasting the series on May 26th. During... <laughs> okay, here we go. The Alright, the program that was on at the same time... Alright was The Mentalist on CBS. It got 4.41 viewers. That's over... Uh, is it over twice? It's awfully close to over twice. No, it's not quite over twice. But almost twice the amount of viewers were watching The Mentalist rather than Smash. And for those who aren't familiar with Smash, I compared it to Glee, but for musical theatre and Broadway. And in an ideal world, I would want the next show to be cancelled 
would be Glenn. Before I get any more hate mail, I'm going to move on. <laughs> yeah, I have actually received hate mail for my opinions on Smash, and I just wanted to get out of the way. You can't tell me that a high school, quote-unquote, behind the scenes of Broadway is actually going to do well on television when it's in a Glee style. You can't tell me that. It's It's definitely not boding well. Alrighty, that's all our stories for the show. I just wanted to mention all of those because they were all quality articles and they were all good. And if you have actually find something that's musical theatre related, send it to me. You can send it to todayinmusicaltheatre at gmail.com. You can leave it as a comment or something at the blog todayinmusicaltheatre.blogspot.com. Uh, I'm actually going to do this backwards. <laughs> actually, no, I should do tweaked audio. Tweaked audio designs, a whole bunch of colours. Remember, seven styles, seven colours. I've done this before. They're fantastic headphones. Designed for durability, noise cancelling, design, etc., etc. If you want a third off plus free shipping, go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEK, G-E-E-K, at checkout. We thank them for their support of the show. As always, uh, or you can send it to me, thechefwonder at gmail.com, or leave it on Facebook, or Twitter, or Google+, Plus or anywhere you can find me. Drop me an article and I will peruse it. It'll help me instead of doing crazy, crazy preparations for this show. Remember, this is being aired on Chef Wonder Media, not on Chef Wonder Radio, because I still need to figure out how that works. <laughs> I have it, I just need to turn it on, <laughs> to be honest. No, I tried turning it on the other day, and it wouldn't work. So, technical issues live. All oh, right, look at that, we're right on half an hour at the moment. And um, this episode is being re-aired on Geek.io, geek-io.com slash T-I-M-T. Remember, the email address is todayinmusicaltheatre at gmail.com and the blog is todayinmusicaltheatre.blogspot.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Um, and until Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday, we'll be talking to you. And by Sunday, we'll know what we're doing with the Tonys, I promise. I know I've said that for a long time, but I promise we'll know more. Until then, I've been your host, Dale Campbell. Thank you, everyone, for joining me, and we'll see you all next time. Bye!
Bye.